So you do this obviously for anybody who comes on board to work with your company. That's right. You have a process that speaks to the heart of what you just des described. Yes. So when you go in to help a company out, um, what's the first thing you need to do to get to the core of what is the root problem, why you're not getting to where you're getting? It's such a good question. The first thing we need to find out is how they're leading themselves. How do they relate to their to themselves? Are they telling themselves the truth? And more so than telling themselves the truth, are they willing to see and hear feedback? And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Yes, a beautiful day indeed to go out west. That's where we're heading today. But before we get into that journey, I'd like you to just take your phone if you have it in the upper right hand corner. You could hit one of those three buttons and you could forward this show to a dear friend who may really value the content in this episode. Today, my guest is not your typical leadership guru. He works with founders and CEOs to drive growth and scale through no BS principles. Yes, he's a coach and corner man to business owners and founders and thrives in conversation with the restless and relentless. He's a seasoned founder and entrepreneur himself in the media and ad world and is intimately connected to the unique challenges and hurdles of those pursuing something bigger than themselves in business and relationships. He lives at the foot of the Wasatch Mountains in Utah with his sweetheart of 18 years and his three kids and he spends his time camping, hiking, kayaking, mountain biking, and skiing. You better strap up your seatbelts because we're taking a ride today from the Music City out to Salt Lake City to hang out with leadership coach Chad Brown. All right, welcome to Podcasting Your Global Career. And today I've got Chad Brown here and uh, really an honor to have you, my brother. Thank you for having me. I can't wait for the conversation. Yeah, this, this was uh, good. We're in Salt Lake City having a good time with a bunch of other really seriously creative people. And so we're uh, living the bliss right now. Um, I'd like you to start, Chad, by telling us uh, what you do with your company and how you came to be in the space that you're in today. Yeah. So... We often describe ourselves as a leadership access consultant company or coaching company, meaning how do both leaders access themselves, the best parts of them as leaders, and then how do people within their companies also have access to them in a meaningful way? So we typically work, start working with company founders in the space where they have grown a really successful product or service and didn't realize, I mean, they're innovators, right? They're pushers, they're front runners. And they're just innovating, they're focused on how do I get this thing out into the world? And very little thought to, if this thing goes, if it, if it is successful, that's gonna require me to lead people to provide it to the world. And often, often that is very overlooked. 
by the leader, by the, by the company founder. So people will find us in a space where they've seen some success with a product or service. It has legs and it's going places and they don't know how to lead people to make it happen. And do you feel that, um, that is a problem that is kind of rampant amongst like people that are just super passionate, people who have the vision that they sort of get blinders on? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're the people we get to work with are the most pure, innovative, hard driving people. And they're, they, they, what makes them so unique, what makes them unicorns, in my opinion, is that they have the ability to get hyper focused on a vision. They're very clear about what it is they're there to do, how they're offering it to the world and how what it's going to take in order to get it there. And so that focus can often blind them to the possibility that, well, I'm going to need to bring some people with me right, <laughs> in order yeah. to make this thing happen. Yeah. So, so what happens in that experience? Is it that they, um, is it that they don't give, cause I've, I've witnessed this in my past career. Um, I noticed one of my partners never praises somebody for anything they do. Yeah. And I found in my experience that praise is often worth as much or more than the dollars because you feel like you need, you're important, right? It could be. Yeah. It could be. So that's one of the things we work with leaders very intently is that every human being is different. You can't uh, shortcut humans. And that's what we want to do, especially right now. We're in this like age of like scaling and automating and all of that sort of stuff. And, and people who are owning companies who are working to scale their company also want to scale the human. And it does not work. Every single individual has a individual, what I call PVI, personal vested interest. A reason why they live, a reason why they get up in the morning, a reason why they come to work, a reason why they go home, a reason why they pick the friends they pick, the reason that they watch the movies or listen to the podcasts that they listen to, that's their PVI. And it's unique to every single person, right? So if I were to say, James, I, if I were to try to short, shortcut human beings and say, well, everybody's motivated by praise and I just start praising everybody. Well, I'm going to land some of those, right? but I'm going to miss a lot of them. And so our work often is slowing down. We, we tell this to, you know, cause they're so fast moving these leaders or, or these founders. We tell them slow down to speed up. Okay. What got you here won't get you there. So up until now, you've been able to just go as fast as you possibly can. And by brute strength and force, you can make stuff happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen at the level you're at now because you're only one person, limited time, limited focus, limited attention. The only way you multiply your time, focus and attention is to bring others with you. You have to understand what their personal vested interest is in life, what they feel rewarded by and play into that. So you do this obviously for anybody who comes on board to work with your company. That's right. You have a process that speaks to the heart of what you just des described. Yes. So when you go in to help a company out, um, what's the first thing you need to do to get to the core of what is the root problem? Why you're not getting to where you're getting? It's such a good question. The first thing we need to find out is how they're leading themselves. How do they relate to their, to themselves? Are they telling themselves the truth and more so than telling themselves the truth? 
Are they willing to see and hear feedback? Right. And in most cases, are they too, you know, are they too you know full of themselves? <laughs> you know, I know all the answers, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. In fact, that's before we even start working for them, before they, they, before they even write the check, that's what we're gauging yeah. is how open are these, is this person to feedback? Because without feedback, nothing can change. Yeah. Nothing new can be created without feedback. And you know what's crazy is that most of these companies' founders have been so good at listening to the feedback in the marketplace for their product or service, but it doesn't always translate to being with human beings in a meaningful way. Yeah, it's numbers, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm looking at spreadsheets. They're instead less of, personal. Yeah, instead of looking in somebody's face and say, what, what am I measuring here? That's is, right. that, is it all narcissism or is it just... Is it education too? What do you mean? Like what, what they're feeling by rejecting out of hand, like your advice, your wise yes. counsel, do you think it's a combination of just education or is it narcissism or is it a combination of it's both? fear. Oh, it's fear. Okay. It's fear. So what is the fear? Because the feedback often represents, so think about yourself in your life, some of the most difficult feedback that you've gotten it touches a place in you that you don't want seen. Oh yeah, yeah. You mean, um, what? <laughs> I didn't, I think you're all wrong. And you never, you never verbalize it, right? But you're walking yes. out of the room going, he doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> for me, I, I mean, for example, me, I have lived both, most of my life as a nice guy. Right. Right, this guy, I can really play people well by being the nice guy in the room. Yeah. I'm really empathetic, I can pay attention, all of that sort of stuff. And I had a mentor who I now work with on a daily basis. He was loving and caring enough to me to say, you know what, Chad, I think you're pretty judgmental. I think you're a pretty judgmental guy. But you didn't punch him in the face like Sean counseled us to last night. <laughs> I punched <laughs> everybody in the face. I mean, he, he's using that as a, you know, uh, as an aphorism to say, you know, you're, you're being too nice. You know, I want the truth, you know. But yeah. He, so. Yeah. So and, and that stung me because yeah. I'm going, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. I'm the nice guy. I'm, yeah. I'm nice to everybody. I get along with everybody. I can talk with anybody. And once I was able to get off of that all that story that I've made up and that fear of like, oh, what if I am judgmental? Once I got off of that, I could see where in my life judgments had kept me from connecting with other people. Yeah. And that's the, actually the tool I used to keep safe, quote unquote safe. Right. So that is something that we are all inherently handicapped with being judgmental of people like, you know, we all suffer from that. And as many times as I check myself, you know, you see somebody and you see their appearance and you're like, nah, I, don't, I don't know if I'm feeling with this person. Then you have a 10 minute conversation and go, oh my God, yeah, what a warm individual. I didn't know that that person was underneath that veneer. Yeah. You know, and um, right on. so is, is that something also like you counsel these CEOs or the head of companies, entrepreneurs, whoever to say, are you judgmental in a way that you're not allowing these wonderful little jewels that are blowing in your door to, to manifest? I mean, potentially, yes. If yeah. that's what we see is there that's missing, that, they're, that they've been unwilling to see, right? We call them blind spots. They're blind spots for a reason. Yeah. The individual can't see it. The fish doesn't know it's in water. So it's no bad. It's like no, no judgment from us. It's no bad, man. You don't see this. How willing are you to hear it? 
and to actually like play around with it. Yeah. And the, the truth of it is, is that nothing's wrong with them. Just like you said, having judgments is a human experience. Everything else that these guys are struggling with that's keeping them from the next level or keeping them from connecting with their people is just part of the human experience. It's like, no bad. But are you willing to see it? Because if you're willing to see it, then you could do something about it. Let me ask you about um, communication, Chad, because that's yeah. a big one. It, it seems like every disconnect that we ever find ourselves in, it all, almost every time it revolves around communication or lack thereof, mm -hmm. people cut themselves off. They get angry, not talking to this person. There's a conversation that needs to happen that just doesn't happen because we just push it away. Right. Is that something you find also? that A hundred percent. Okay. A hundred percent. You know, we don't look at it in terms, it's a little bit different than most people talk about it. We don't look at it in terms as communicating and not communicating. We say you're always communicating something. So the, the more powerful question is, what are you communicating? And we also say in, in addition to that, the second principle to that is the, commu the meaning of the communication is always in the listener. The meaning of the communication is always in the listener. So what does, what does that mean? That means, James, if I'm talking to you and I'm trying to get a message across and you hear something different than what I say, that's the meaning of the communication because it landed on you, right? And we're not, most leaders aren't taking the time to find out how their communication or what they're communicating is landing. Okay, so from their perspective, they really don't know what their employee is receiving or they, they assume they're receiving the intentional message, but it's, it may be confused because, Absolutely. because of their delivery, because of their delivery, because of the way of their being, because they're always in a rush because they, their anger is a cover up for where they feel like they're in, inept or, you know, self doubt or any of that sort there's a million reasons why the communication might not be landing. I'm much less interested in why. I'm much more interested in what now. Yeah. Okay, so it didn't land. What are you gonna do? Are you willing to check in and say, what did you hear me say? Just wanna you know, check for clarity, make sure we're connected. And will you forgive me for you know, whatever, whatever's needed there. That's very powerful. Yeah. Most people I bet don't even think to do that. No. Because we make assumptions all day long that I told him. Right. I told her exactly what to do. What is wrong with her? That's you know? exactly right. And you're losing it. And, and like you said, you didn't check. Yes. To make sure they, and I've done this a hundred times. Like oh, where we all I just, have. Yeah. This, yeah, this is the Make assumptions, right? Absolutely. Hey, Chad, I want you to um, share with me your best uh, win in some of the work that you've done where you felt like you really got to the, the root of the problem and you solved a big problem for a company and watched them move forward to hit their goals. I was, you know, we, we were in a really great meeting this morning and I shared a story. Can I share that one? Yeah, I, that I would love it. If you, so, yeah. So yeah. fresh. A, it's fresh for me right now because great. this is a current client and B, it's just so amazing that the transformation that's happened. So, um, I have a client who's in the Midwest who owns a really prestigious, uh, financial planning firm. He is brilliant. He is one of the best in his industry and he is growing fast. So he's got this product, he's got this service that everybody wants. There's a wait list, it's, it's crazy. 
And what's happening is, is that his team is disconnected from the work, meaning, or they were there. We'll get to that in just a second. But when I, when he came to me, communication was very scrambled. They were not on the same page. There wasn't a clear vision for the firm. Like, where are we going? What difference or dent are we making in the world? And what are the core values by which we adhere by in order to do that? None of that existed. For this guy, it was just grind. Yeah. And that's what he was good at. And in fact, James, that's what he loved to do is he loves to grind. Yeah. He loves to just work hard. And he couldn't understand why all of his associate partners and all of his planners in his firm and, and processors didn't want to work the same way he did. In fact, he labeled them as lazy, as not committed, as, you know, all of this generational talk that you hear all the time, ah, Gen Z, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He had all that going on because he had a certain way that he loved being and, and, and a thing that really drove him. And he couldn't understand why everybody else wasn't like him. So his complaints showed up like, why, do they, why don't these people do what I ask? Why are they so lazy? Why do they always want to leave? Blah, 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 all of that sort of stuff. And through working through first on himself, you know, you asked about the first step. Right. It's always on the leader first. And most, most business owners don't want to hear that. They want to hear that we can come in and fix their people. <laughs> but that's not happening. Yeah. It starts here. We create or tolerate what we have in our lives. So if that's true, we're going to work with the leader first to take ownership of where they've created the mess that they're complaining about. And once we can get there, then they can go outward and start connecting with their people. Right. Jeff did this beautifully. He was, he was, he was so open and not that, not that it wasn't a challenge, but he was willing and that's all it takes yeah. is an openness and a willingness to see the feedback. So through my process of asking him questions, giving him feedback about how he was being with his people, he then got reconnected to himself and then he could go see the people that were with him and they were no longer tools, but human beings working towards his vision. The, and the ultimate, the crux of what makes the difference is when I talked about the PVI, the personal best interest, yeah. when he can take the PVI of one of his employees and align it with the mission of the company. This is how our mission contributes to what you want in life. Then we're golden. So Having, this is a new experience for this person that you're sharing this with. So, whole new experience. so they're probably like almost in shock of you, I was really this way, you know, like hundred. <laughs> I hear that all the time. Yeah. It's like an eye opener. Like I yes. did, and, and to, to your, uh, you know, to, to the benefit of your wisdom, it's like, I, they must be saying like, in hindsight, I'm so lucky I found this guy because I was so, so unaware of how bad I was. Sure. Not that it was bad, but it, you, right. were, you were unschooled in the process of appreciating what you have around you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Like parenting. I don't know if you're a parent. Yeah. I'm a parent. Got yeah. three kids. I got a 16-year-old daughter, 13-year-old daughter, nine-year-old boy. And I know nothing. Like nothing <laughs> has taught me that I know nothing as much as being a parent. Yeah. Being a leader is the same thing. We don't see it that way because we think we're supposed to be, we're supposed to know, we're supposed to be competent, we're supposed to be confident. 
But what really, the reality of it is, is nobody teaches us leadership. You know, sometimes we get glimpses, glimpse of it. We, somebody will come into our life who's really effective and really powerful leader. But even then, most of them are, aren't talking explicitly about what they're doing. It's just natural. It's just there for them. Right. So I, I always, when I start working with leaders, and you're right, when we do our quarterly reviews, they're always like, wow, I can't believe the progress. This is amazing. But I always tell them right from the beginning, look, this is a new world. There's no reason why you should know any of this. And beating yourself up for any of it is not going to do us any good. Yeah. We're here now. Right. What is the best place for people to connect with you? Uh, the best place to connect with me is our podcast. I, I host a podcast called Naked Leadership. Yes, I love the title. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really fun. We have a ton of fun. I host it with our two founders, Dan and Adrian. Okay. Um, and we have a great time. We bring on some guests sometimes. Sometimes it's just the three of us doing this, talking about principles or case studies or, you know, that sort of stuff. So that's the best place. Okay. Um, as we're winding down, this is, I know this is way too short. I, I, we could go for an hour easily. Um, but I want to just ask you, um, if you would, Chad, please, you know, just if there was somebody out there, a company who was sort of on the fence and they've heard what you've said, and they're they're contemplating yeah that sounds like me i think i need help yeah what could you say to them to to pull them over the line to say you know you're missing a huge opportunity by, by not embracing all that you have to offer what could you say to them to get them over the line i would say if you sense that there's more there is like if I, if there's more of you to give if there's more for your company or your product if there's more there, if there's more opportunity for you to connect with your people, if there's more opportunity for you to get better people on your team or to really build up the people on your team, let's talk. Let's have a, I'm open to a conversation. And through a very few, like couple minutes, we can really get to some of the core issues, some of the core blind spots that aren't being seen. And that will be a huge amount of value. Awesome. Really sage advice. We will have all of the links, everything about Chad in the show notes. Please take advantage of that and reach out to him. Chad, I just want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family, and your career moving forward. Thanks for being here today. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, if you guys like what's going on here, please leave a great review in the Apple Podcasts. I've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it. And also, don't be shy. Forward this to your best friend because you know they need it. Hey, if you need some coaching, hit up the link in the show notes. It's calendly.com forward slash dharmic. And you can take a little chance with me and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind So ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on
Pictures in your mind. I'll take you places 